Stop using social media just to post those food selfies. Start using it to make some money. Welcome to this episode. I'm Jennifer Moore. And I'm John Cho. We are Asians with Money, and we're here to help you figure out finances. And we're going to talk all about social media in today's show because, John, you're really you're really pumped about it this week. Yeah. And especially TikTok. So I want you to explain what, what you like about TikTok because you've been well, making a lot of TikToks this week. Well, I just started TikTok. Um, my first video I posted in February, like, 21st. No, wait, February 12th or something and of 2021 and one video got 88,000 views and I instantly gained a thousand over a thousand followers overnight and that's weird because like on Instagram I've been trying it so like I've had my Instagram account for a long time but I just couldn't grow it it's just I feel like Instagram is all about bigger people and people with yeah already that has like huge audiences, but TikTok is something more organic and they're just showing other people's videos, even if you're not famous. So I really, I really like that. Yeah. It's like, you still actually have a shot on TikTok when Instagram mm-hmm. is just for the cool kids. Like only right. the bigger accounts get any engagement. And it does seem like, in, especially Instagram and Facebook, those platforms, it seems really hard to actually grow but TikTok, mm-hmm. it does seem like that platform actually is still very able right. to do that. Okay, so explain to everyone what kind of TikToks you've been <laughs> making because they've been fun. They're fun. Yeah, I think people love drama on TikTok. <laughs> they do. Yeah, because uh, the the one that went semi-viral was the one where this guy I trusted um, kind of screwed me over on a deal where – you know, I, I went door knocking for eight hours and found the perfect fixer upper. And I, the next day I went to the seller's house at 5 a.m. in the morning to get the paper signed for 85,000. And the rehab was around 25,000 at most. And, you know, it, several months went by rehab was, um, you know, was taken in place. And when it was finally time to list, the guy literally ghosted me. It was ridiculous. Oh, no. I was just like, what? It kind of shocked me because that was my first ever trying to invest in real estate. And, you know, I really trusted this guy because I met him every Friday. We had like lunch, dinner together. And he invited me over to his waterfront house to meet his family. Like we've, we've met each other for months and months. And is he like I, a psychopath? That seems really weird to me. He's like, very narcissistic. So strange. Okay. It's ridiculous. Like I, I saw some red signs, red flag signs. <laughs> you got but, the red flags. What kind of red flags were there? But he was like always talking about never trust anyone in real estate. Never trust nobody. Like he was really skeptical about so everything. He was kind of calling himself out, but yeah, you know, he that's was. real weird. Which is really weird. And then it ended up being him. That you can't trust. Right, right. That sounds like it's out of a movie with like Nicolas Cage as the bad guy or something. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then he said, he said, you know, good people don't stay um, in the same place, which I agree. I, cause like I've seen that happen, but he's saying, John, you won't work with me in like a month or so because you're doing so well. But he was right. Now, was it worth it that you at least got a good TikTok out of it? it, I I guess so. That's actually what I was saying to my wife. And I don't know. It was, and it was, I think people loved it because here's the thing. It was my first ever deal that I got screwed out on and that went really bad. And then in the end, the next fixer upper that I found, I made six figures on it. So people really love the karma. I think they 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 dig they dig on that. So and you you said you kind of want to do some more real estate drama TikToks. Is that is that in the works? Well, there, yeah. There's there's one juicy one. I even have the mugshot and all the whole whole deal. And gotta love but, public records, right? But I have started putting posts up there where how I made money. Like people were asking me, how do you make money in real estate? when you don't have any money. And I posted a video just recently talking about wholesaling and with actual pictures and with actual deals that I've done, like for the one, a house that I drove by and found 
it for $30,000. And back then I had more flips going on. So we were kind of tight on money. And instead of closing on it, we just sold the contract off to another investor for $44,000. And after closing costs and paying the back taxes, uh, we made about twelve grand. Okay, so, so I, I want to pull up your friend's uh, TikTok because you were telling me about this guy. And you said everyone thought this guy was crazy for doing TikTok, right? Yeah, everyone thought this guy, mortgages are boring. boring like, I love the name. It's yeah. so, and it really speaks to the Gen Z audience, I uh -huh. think, you know, because a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. I think what I'm realizing, and I'm kind of old, is that young people or even people my age, and I'm an older millennial, they really still do not understand a lot of basic finance principles. So- yeah. If you're going to make content, you know, if you're a business, you can easily make big basic content just about your field. So this guy is creating TikToks where he explains different aspects of mortgages. I think it's right. so smart, you know, because a lot of people really don't know what an arm loan is. And look at he's he's yeah, on the I, younger side. I don't side. even know he what an arm relate. loan is. I think it's an adjustable rate mortgage. So it's um, yeah. it's one oh, of those okay, ones yeah, where right. it's got like a, <laughs> it has, because I, I personally wouldn't do this one. It's yeah. like a lot of times it'll have like a really low rate for a while yeah. for like a five right. year period. And then it jacks up or you have to make some sort of balloon right, payment. Right. I, yeah. So that's Actually, not really my deal, but you know, right. they're out there. Actually, I know that loan. Here's the thing with that loan. A lot of people got hurt in 2008 yeah. where their interest rate just skyrocketed and then they couldn't even pay uh, the mortgage. So that loan, I wouldn't even touch on it, yeah. but, but this some guy, people still do it. So this guy, Nate, he currently, he has 250,000 followers. I'm guessing yeah. he's probably gotten a lot of business from this. Yes, he from did. From his TikTok account. Which... Yes. And then he also refers people out um, because they're asking him questions. They're like, hey, I live here in in Arkansas, but, and I don't know how the mortgage goes, but in real estate, let's say you find a buyer that wants to buy somewhere in out of state and you found an agent, you find an agent and you could actually charge the agent saying, Hey, here's a lead. They're looking for a house. Can you play, pay me X amount of percentage on the commission? In? And yeah, that's, that's how it works. So you can make money like that. You know what? It's one of those things like I, I've talked to some business people lately and they're like, yeah. I really don't understand TikTok or they think it's not worthwhile because they think there's just kids on it. Yeah, I would really disagree with that. Right. Um, and you look back at Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. In two th I was on, I've been on Facebook since 2004. Yeah. When you when it was only open to colleges and yeah. over time, Facebook has really aged up to now. Um my step-grandmother was on Facebook and she was in her mm -hmm. late 80s. So you get all kinds of age ranges using Facebook. And that is yeah. bound to happen to TikTok. It's, it happened to Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen to all of these platforms, YouTube. And I think if you're out there and you don't see the business or financial value in doing platforms like TikTok, yeah. you, you're definitely missing out because there is a, like, there's a crazy world out there. And I mean, the, your mortgage friend... He, you know, he's, and there was a Chick-fil-A, a local Chick-fil-A store in Wesley Chapel here. They have a TikTok account where last I checked, they had like 68,000 followers. Mm -hmm. I'm sure to some degree that is translated into business for them. Right. And also even brand awareness just for Chick-fil-A. Mm -hmm. um, so even if you don't see the, in, the concrete value in a social media platform now, there's no reason you shouldn't get on it and, tr and try mm -hmm. to grow the account. And um, this like other guy, yeah, and I actually got a text from one of the people there. He said, hi, John, it's Doug from TikTok about a- Doug duplex. from TikTok? Whoa. Yeah, because he lives in Fort Walton, which is <laughs> close to my area. And he wants me to help him find a house or uh, for his daughter. I was just thinking of a duplex because my daughter needs a place. I mean, that that could be turned yeah. into a business. And you I've seen what? other um, TikTokers- where they'll create a separate account as a monthly subscription. This guy charges $47 a month because he's he has, wow. Yeah, he, he has 300 rentals. So he's much mm. of an expert in real estate. And a lot of people just want to know because they want to pursue that financial freedom. And this guy just like starts charging people $47 a month. And he had like 10,000 members. So if we do the math, 
How much that's is a pretty, that's a pretty <laughs> that's good money. forty-seven grand? Yeah, a month. So did, not only is this guy make a killing in real estate, but he's also making a killing yeah. uh, doing the subscription. And a lot of these famous people, not famous, but well-known people, actually, people that teach stuff on TikTok, they start charging people uh, for those premium contents for much more of a deep inside information. So, I mean. You, in real, I think you can make a lot of money through, yeah. you know, influencing and social media. Per Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. And I am so jealous of someone who's 18 now because there are a gazillion ways you can make money online. You don't yeah. even have to get off your couch to make money now. And you just have to be creative about it, though. Um, like, I often get a lot of questions like, how do you make money online? Like, people really, and I would say this. If you have to ask that question, you're not really ready to do it. Like you really need to, you really need to kind of have that mindset to begin with mm -hmm. of being a, you have to be a self-starter. And I would also say there's so many videos and online resources for growing your social media, for doing influencer marketing. Um, like I do a couple YouTube channels and there are so many ways, like I'm going to talk to a guy from my sewing channel this week. So this guy has a crazy story. And let me find his uh, Instagram account. <laughs> his his handle is Jack Sows. He literally lives in the middle of nowhere in an area that like doesn't even really have strong internet access. So he's actually having some challenges because we're trying to do, we're trying to tape an interview tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so let me pull up his account. Okay, so his deal is that he was working as a restaurant server. COVID hits. He loses his job and he already kind of was into sewing. So now he has like kind of a cult following on Instagram where he takes all these vintage pieces of clothing, blankets, towels, and then he turns it into new clothing items. So he's a he uses 100% restainable, reusable fabric. Um, and then he puts out a drop. So he'll post this hoodie, this like a uh, fleece he made. And, yeah. you know, and then he'll, he'll, people can DM to buy it. And this has created a whole new, like, we've really created a whole new world of internet commerce, thanks to the internet, thanks to social media. And when you think about it, this guy's job, what he does now, it didn't exist 10 years ago. And now it does, which is awesome. So if you're younger and you're out there and you're, you're feeling discouraged or you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> I would tell you this, there's probably something online you could do uh, to make to make money. And yeah. this guy, what I really like about him is that like it's during COVID, a lot of people have been out of work and it's really unfortunate. I also think that COVID has really changed the in, the structure of our economy, jobs, work, like the, just the whole working mm -hmm. uh, structure in general, corporate structure. And this guy found a new way. So yeah. if that's you, I would tell you, you need to find a new way. This guy mm -hmm. took something he liked sewing. He likes vintage stuff. He likes cartoons. And he turned it into a business. He's growing. He's also growing on TikTok. Yeah. This is a young man. He's still in college. And this is nothing you can't do too. Right, so there's a right. lot of ways you could. So, I mean, you could. Um, and I will say this. I've grown more than one YouTube channel. I know a lot of you out there want to be a YouTuber it takes time. Like you and I, John, we just started this channel. And I know right now that this is going to take some time to grow. This is not something that's going to be an immediate moneymaker for us or generate any sort of traffic. Mm -hmm. So I kind of know right now that that this is something that grows over time. So if you jump on YouTube, I still absolutely think it's worth doing. But just know that this is something where the growth is not going to be immediate. So yeah. I would say put out videos, make stuff, experiment here on YouTube and just know that it doesn't happen right away. Like Joe mm -hmm. Rogan, we were talking one of the most popular podcasts in the world. He's been doing the podcast since 2009. Wow. And he re it really didn't start to pop. I would say until like 2016, 2017 yeah, or as when people really were like, oh yeah. my God, he's huge. And, you know, so when you think about it, he'd been doing the podcast for seven years before anyone really started to know about it. So right. if you think about it, the another guy that comes to mind is Mr. Beast, one of the biggest YouTubers on the platform. I looked at some of his old videos 
And he didn't even have a thousand subscribers like four years in. Yeah. So wow. if you're doing YouTube for six months or eight months, don't be discouraged because just know that you just have to keep uploading videos. And that's another thing that businesses tell me a lot too. Like I've talked to a lot of people who, who are kind of interested in doing it for business reasons or want to do a podcast like we're doing. And they really don't understand the timeline for things. So they'll do it for a month and then they're like, oh, well, it's not really working out for me. YouTube sucks. You know what? It's not YouTube that sucks. I hate yeah. to say it, but it's what, your videos. Why then. don't you uh, talk about your client in Tampa yeah, where sure. you like helped her and now she's getting a ton of business and it's it's just been crazy for her. Why don't yeah, you talk let me, about um, that? Or, yeah, let me pull up her channel. Um, yeah. so, um, so my deal is I used to work at CNN and I kind of saw that the legacy media industry I knew even a few years ago that things were going to be, uh, things were looking a little dicey for the media industry. Let's just say that, especially when you look at the power of new media. And I also like the idea of um, being able to make anything I wanted without having to go through jumping over hoops, showing things to your boss. I hated that whole thing. It wasn't a very creative job. So I, I jumped on YouTube. Uh, so I have a couple channels of my own. And then I've also been working with uh, my friend who's a realtor here in Tampa, and I'll pull up her channel. It's called Melanie Loves Tampa Bay. Now her channel, relatively small, right? You're probably like, you know, hey, you know, she's not huge. This isn't like a full-time job. And obviously like this channel on the surface, you know, is not, and John, you were on the channel too. Yeah. So you, were, you, you did an interview and you'd think, hey, 18,000 followers, not a big deal, right? Um, I would say, I know for a fact, Melanie has gotten so so much business and so many inquiries from the channel that it's crazy. And even with the, even with 18,000 followers, it still makes a huge difference for her business. And I've noticed even in the Tampa area, there still really isn't a whole, a whole lot of other competition for videos especially not any, you know, quality videos. So we've been doing the channel since about 2018. So about two and a half years. And she's getting the right type of, she's getting the people that are looking into moving to Florida. And right now it seems like everyone is interested in moving to Florida. So things have been really good for her this year. And a lot of people think, I've also seen a lot of p professionals think that Instagram is the thing they need to focus on. And I've noticed like with, with doing all of my stuff and doing all of Melanie's stuff, like most of the people following us on the other platforms, they didn't find us on Instagram. They found us through YouTube and then they go to Instagram to follow us there. So the way I like to produce content is to start with the longest form of content. So when we produce this podcast here, like we're starting off with video, then I rip the audio. I put it on this platform called Anchor. It's free. And it distributes it to all the major podcast platforms. Super easy to use. And I, I also think it's so silly in 2021. If you're doing a podcast that doesn't have video, you're missing such a huge potential audience here on YouTube. Because a lot of people here on YouTube, they want to they wanna have the option for audio, of course. But I personally like to watch the podcast. So I like to see facial expressions. I want to see what's going on. Like you and I talking and stuff. So it's such an easy thing to add. Like we just have web cameras and some software here, not real hard. And how easy is it to rip the audio from what we're doing? So whenever I'm doing a longer piece of content, I start off with the longer piece of content. I break it down and then I make content for the other platforms. But I feel like a lot of people see Instagram or Facebook as like the primary focus when I see them more as an afterthought. So if I'm doing a video for YouTube, I'll take screenshots or little clips and I'll put those on Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, business people especially, I think they spend so much time making Instagram stories or making Instagram posts. You can't really turn an Instagram post into a YouTube video, but it's very easy to take a YouTube video and turn it into a bunch of Instagram posts. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of people do it backwards, but I kind of... You know, like if this is the video at the top, you kind of make it like a like a pyramid or I don't know, something like that. But you kind of have like a content structure 
and I just take the longer piece of content and I just chop it up to make other stuff. So, I mean, you could take, like, we could take this video, turn it into an audio podcast, turn it into Instagram clips, Facebook clips. We could also turn what we talk about into a blog post, but it's really hard to do it the other way around. So if you are creating content, I would recommend you start with the long, start with like the big picture content and then break it down for other platforms. And it's also a lot more efficient time-wise than trying to create YouTube videos and then create completely separate Instagram posts or Facebook posts. But I'll be honest, Facebook and Instagram have really, I'm so not excited about these platforms in 2021 because it's not showing your posts to hardly anyone. I have like 1,200 yeah. Facebook fans and literally Facebook will show my post to like three people. So why yeah. even, why am I even taking the time to do it? Like it doesn't That's why people are moving sense. to TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. TikTok is yeah, king now. Yeah, the organic growth on TikTok I think is is really great. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of ways you can make money online. And the thing for Melanie is that she doesn't care if she has a million subscribers on YouTube. It would be great. But she's not relying on like the AdSense money. She's using it as a lead for her business. Right. And also notice that the videos we've been making for her, I'm not making, like I've seen a lot of people do this. They'll make commercials and post them on YouTube. When for, for YouTube, Mel Melanie and I are posting health videos. We're posting con we're posting actual content. So instead of just trying to sell yourself, like if you're a realtor, I would say don't post like just listing house tour videos. You have to create a story and you have to make it entertaining or and or helpful to the viewer. And if it doesn't value the viewer, then they're not gonna watch it. And I see a lot of people make that mistake when they're creating content is that they don't make stuff that has actual value to people. And I noticed, so some of the worst people I've seen try to do YouTube are actually my former TV peers. And you wanna know why? They're making, they're making content that no one is looking for. So like, I've seen quite a few people try to do like podcasts or something, and they'll call like the podcast, podcast episode one with their show name or something. But the truth is, who is looking for that? Nobody. And instead, they should be doing it by topics. Like, so when I put out these videos with you, I put the topic first. Like this, we're talking about social media. So if anyone's looking for a post for videos on social media and how to make money on it, they may find this. If I just call this Asians with Money episode five or whatever, no one's gonna. No one's looking for look it, it, people. So you really have to keep in mind um, you're packaging your content to sell to people. So you need to make that packaging the best you can. And I've just seen, like, I swear, TV people are just like the worst at it because they've never had to do it. Like when they when they produce a story, they're not responsible for getting eyeballs on it, so they don't care. They don't worry about the thumbnail because whatever. So they take a screenshot. They come up with a really crappy title and they call it a day. And then they bitch to me on why they're not getting any YouTube views. I was like, well, that's that's really why. So when you are focusing on your YouTube stuff, um, you know, and I'll, I'll show you my channel too, just as an example. So my main channel is called The Sewing Report. And, and part of the reason I'm able to do this full time is because I have a, a diversified income stream. So I don't just have one one thing I make money on. I have a few different things uh, that make money. Uh, so this is my main channel. It just got to 65,000 subscribers. And notice, you know, um, my video titles, they it's a description of what, what it actually is. So if I just, you know, so when you think about your titles and your thumbnails, you really have to, like, this is your, this is how you're selling your videos to people. So if you don't tell people what it's about or it's very, you know, generic, they're not going to click on it. And if your thumbnail is not good, they're not going to click on it either. It takes a while for YouTube to recognize what your channel is about and what the video is. So all of the videos I have that have done relatively well, they didn't start to like pop on YouTube until about six months in. So I would say if you have videos that you're putting out and they're not getting any traffic on it, give it some time. And, and also I would say you need to stick to some sort of niche. 
So yeah. it's really hard for YouTube to figure out your channel if you put up a makeup video one week and then you put up like a video on homes the next week. And I kind of have that problem. I have kind of an identity crisis with one of my other channels and it's not growing as fast. Like my main channel is clearly about sewing. So it's pretty easy for people uh, to figure out. So, um, so I'll break down some of the money stuff. You make obviously can make money on the YouTube ads. You have to have a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. So from my experience, you kind of have to have a couple videos go semi-viral. So if you get like two to four videos with 50,000 views and they watch for a decent amount of time, that will probably get you there and you need the thousand subscribers. And it also tends to get easier over time. So it might take you six months to get to a thousand subscribers and then it might take you another month to get to 2,000. So that's kind of how YouTube is for the most part. And very few channels blow up overnight. So if your channel doesn't, like this channel here is not gonna, probably not gonna blow up overnight. If it does, awesome. But that <laughs> happens to so few people. The the more, uh, like the way it happens for most channels that are semi to successful is that they just grow over time. So you need to give it time. You need to have like a direction you're going in. So yeah, and, and uh, you also have to have a shtick yeah. too. So you have to have some way you're producing your content that's different from your competitors. And I think the biggest thing is this, because I have friends who want to be a YouTuber. And so this, this is what I ask them. So how many contents are you putting out there? Um, how Have you filmed a like any contents out there? Like how, how does your week look like? How does tomorrow look like? So in his words, he wants to become a YouTuber, but his action says otherwise. So yeah. I think that's really big because people, everyone wants to become a YouTube star. Yeah, that's but, like the new movie right, star right. in 2021, which is kind of But the funny. question is, are you putting in the work? Are you yeah. actually filming? Like, can you show me some contents? And, you know, he's like, oh, I don't have any. I, yeah. uh, you know, I just got lazy. It's like, so yeah, you and you know what? You, you could, you be, could either but, watch Netflix or you could make a video. So you have right. to make that, you have to make that choice. It's not going to, it's not going to be an easy thing. And everyone I know that is a successful YouTuber, they yeah. work really hard. I know you, ha we met actually through some friends that are, have YouTube channels with over a hundred thousand subscribers, uh, Jack and Brant, they both work really hard. They have yeah. multiple jobs and they've been doing YouTube for a long time. And you've done the same thing where you, you worked like you, you just outworked everybody else. Yeah. I yeah. think there's something to that. Cause when I was working at Verizon and I wanted to become a real estate agent, um, I would work like 50 hours a week, but then as soon as I got home, I started like doing the coursework, um, take out all those video games out of your life. Yeah. Like <laughs> even Netflix at first when you're like really poor and you need to make money. Yeah. Find some side hustles. Like I, I looked into programming and I started like taking courses in Udemy and Udacity, but I had no talent in that, but I gave it my all for three to six months. And after that didn't work, after giving my all, I realized this is this is not uh, what I should be doing. So instead, I found another thing such as like videography because I know videos were getting popular. I would do like wedding videos here and there. But editing, I have ADHD, really bad ADHD. <laughs> so I, I just couldn't continue. I was like, man, I just dread it. Money's not worth it. I'm just going to find another side hustle. So I would keep looking for side hustles. Uh, during those period when I was trying to find my purpose, I didn't watch like movies because I, I really felt like it was just a waste of time. Instead of watching a movie for two hours, I would try to like research what I could do um, and just work and just try to find a side hustle, side hustle. So that way, you know, I can feel good about myself. And also I know in the future I could kind of be financially free and just better myself and my family. Yeah, and it might, guys, it might take you a little bit to find your, what, whatever your side hustle or your talent is. <laughs> like it's, John, you and I both tried a few different things mm -hmm. and some things work, some things don't end up working out. I think yeah. your real estate investing is definitely a pretty, a pretty I good think, hustle. I, I think, think that's your stay. thing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you yeah. know, so when you have your show on HGTV, don't forget me, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to stay. Like, yeah. Okay, but yeah, I mean, you have to, I just see a lot of people that are 
you know, in a situation they don't want to be in. And I would, I would just really encourage you to, to put everything you got into making, building something for yourself, Mm -hmm. because that's the only thing I see a lot of people relied on like the nine to five thing. And I think that's fine, but look at what's happening. Nobody is, nobody's safe with their job security. Like every company goes through it, especially with COVID. This is something we never thought we would see. And it doesn't hurt to grow something you own and control. Because mm-hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk always says, I don't know if you guys are a Gary V fan, but uh, your personal brand is something you own in per- perpetuity. Um, and the other thing I would say, too, is I see a lot of young people and they want to do social media, like consulting or social media managing, but they have no experience with growing accounts. So I'll see people tout themselves as a social media expert. And I'm like, okay, let me check out their stuff. I look at their profile. They got 200 followers on Instagram and like five YouTube subscribers. That doesn't impress me. So guys, if you're out there and you do want to do that and you want to have restaurants or companies hire you to do that type of work, I think you need to, you need to show them you can actually build something. So there's no better way to do that than to grow your own account. That gives you so much more credibility because if I was going to hire someone to do my social media and you haven't actually done anything, there's no way in hell I would ever hire you. And I see a lot of people doing that just because you know how to use Instagram or you know how to post a video, upload a video to YouTube doesn't mean you know how to grow accounts. So in order, the best way to establish your expertise in that field is to actually show you can grow accounts. And I see a lot of people, it seems like they're kind of like trying to do the fake it till you make it thing. And I think in that realm, that's not one where you should do that because you you don't, if you don't know anything about growing a YouTube channel, how are you going to help somebody else grow th- grow the YouTube right. channel? If you, know you can't create your own. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and, and there's also a difference between posting content to an already established account and growing an account. Like say you work for, you know, I don't know, like CNN, like I did, and you posted content to there. That still doesn't show you know how to grow somebody's account. Right. Like that, that, that those platforms already have tons of followers. So the best way to do that, I still think, is to show you can grow an account and then just say, because and if I had not grown the sewing report, I would not have gotten the chance to work with Melanie. I would not have gotten a lot of opportunities I have because I've shown I can actually grow channels. So that's how you can do it. So if you're young and you're interested in doing social media, it seems like almost everybody I talk to wants to do social media stuff. Uh, the best way to do that is to, you know, put your nose to the grindstone and show show what you can do. Just don't tell me what you can do. Like, John, I'm sure you probably get a lot of people telling you what they what they can do, but they don't actually show you anything. Right, right. Yeah. It's all, it was always like all talk. It's like big talk. <laughs> If you're, I yeah. hate, and I will say I, that kind of annoys me, the big talk, no action people. Yeah. It's like, uh, like I get emails every day or DMs on Instagram telling me they can help me grow my accounts. And I was like, yeah, like it's always some sort of bot. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, you just immediately write, write them off. Cause you're like, that's, yeah. this is very spammy. So if you're interested in doing social media stuff, grow your own, grow your own stuff. Uh, Cause there was no better way to show a, a company or to show someone you're trying, you want to work for than to show them what you've accomplished. Um, and that's something I think a lot of young people are not doing. Uh, and I think that's, that's something you guys can work on. I'll, I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. So, but there is, there are endless w- amounts of ways to make, to make money online. And I still believe that in 2021. So John, I want to ask what, so you're currently kind of trying to grow your social accounts. Yeah. What are you, what are you hoping it can lead to? Um, so like for TikTok, I think I'm just going to only focus on TikTok because since I focus on TikTok mm-hmm. and gain a thousand followers overnight, um, like people from TikTok migrated to my Instagram and followed mm-hmm. me and to Ooh. YouTube. So I didn't have to advertise on Instagram yeah. or YouTube. They just all came from TikTok. So, I mean, I, I want to make sure I, I, because I, like I'm still teaching people in there how to do stuff and people were like i never even knew this existed yeah i mean they're not in my area so they can try it out in their area and and see what they can do and like i said on, on one of the deals that i didn't have any cash or credit i was able to make 12 grand and i'm sure if 
someone who's used to making 23 grand a year made 12 grand in a month, you know, that's absolutely life changing for them. So, you know, go out there and hustle. And that's what I'm teaching people. And I'm just there providing value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You're a good example that you don't have to live in like some metropolitan area. Right. Uh, Like, so one common complaint, and I think we've talked about this in a previous episode, I see people complaining about Florida and how there's no high paying jobs here. You created your own high paying job for yourself. Yeah. In an area that's not super populated. Yeah, the so, median income is 30,000 here, yeah. and um, there's 300,000 people here. And you're blowing but, that out of the, you blew that stat out of the water. Uh, so, pretty much in this area, the only way you're going to make money is just building your own business. Yeah. And yeah. Your, your mortgage friend, the mortgages are boring, which is such yeah. a great username. So, I mean, and that's, that is one positive, I would say that's one positive about the whole digital, digital economy is that it's not dependent on location. Like in the early 2000s or whatever, you had to like go to LA or New York or some other big area to like make it. And even that's happening in the comedy scene. And now you can be in literally in the middle of nowhere and still make great money and also have a lower cost of living. So you don't have to have a $5,000 a month rent. You can ha- you can live in a $1,000 a month mortgage house, still make stuff. You don't have to make as much money. And if you do, then you don't have to pay as much out in your monthly expenses. So there's a lot of, I think there's actually a lot of upside to a digital economy. Be- just because you're not dependent on location, you can be anywhere. You can live on the beach, you can, and you can travel if you want to, I mean, you know, once, once things die down on the COVID front, if you want to be like a digital nomad, you can do that. So there's a lot of upside, I think, to having a digital, a digital based business, because you don't have to worry about being tied to one place. Right. I think I saw a TikToker who lived in a van who, who netted like 170k a year. And I was like, is everybody hey, living, okay? <laughs> is everybody living in a van now? That seems. I would like hate to thing. live in a van. Like, I, saw I think it. they're glorifying. You, it, yeah, I'm. I'm not really a van life kind of gal. Uh, I saw one where this guy he's been uh, living in his car. Yeah. In L.A., he lives in L.A. and he's been uh, he drives for like Uber and all those other mm-hmm. food delivery services, and he's been vlogging his adventures in the car. And I actually think it's a really interesting thing to do. He kind of explains how it all works and he's getting out of debt. And I really admire this guy's story. He's a former drug addict and Mm -hmm. he talks a lot about getting clean and how he turned his life around. It's so inspiring to see these people make such positive changes in their life and, and then just start getting, you know, getting, doing something out of the box like that. Like I, I, uh, like I'm also like you, not a van life person, but I really respect what they're doing. Like, I think it's so cool how they're really bucking the the traditional system and doing something on their own. Right, right. So, oh, and another thing I want to point out is, um, so a lot of these jobs that are popping up, like the YouTube jobs, like there's professional streamers now. I feel like um, this these new industries that are cropping up that didn't didn't exist ten or twenty years ago. And another thing I would say, if you're young. You know, if you're younger than 18 or whatever, the what you do in the future, it may not exist yet. Like it may be a totally new thing that we don't even know about now. Like I remember back in the 90s, I don't know if your parents ever told you this, like your parents would tell you not to play video games. They were a waste of time or something. And now gaming is like a professional sport. Yeah. So I feel like some of, you know, again, I know parents want the best for their kids. I also think, though, parents, uh, they don't know the future. And I think sometimes, I think their concern for the kids can also overshadow their own lack of future knowledge. Like, again, if you're telling your kids video games are a waste of time and then your kid's ninja or something, you He's really making don't. 500 yeah, I mean, you really, <laughs> like, I would say if you're a parent watching this, don't discourage your kids from doing what they like. I mean, obviously, there are some exceptions, like if it's a destructive, you know, habit or something, but there's a lot of, there's going to be so many new paths for your kids that you didn't have that you don't, you don't know what the future holds. Like if they like um, playing Minecraft or something, 
Like there could be some Minecraft based industry in 10 years. You don't know what's going to happen, you know? And I feel like when I talk to my family about the YouTube stuff, I still think they like don't, they don't really see it as being legitimate even now. So a lot of parents, I think, are giving, I think some parents are giving kids bad advice about life, about careers. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because they just don't know, um, they don't really understand the potential for the, some of these things. And I yeah. think that's a shame because there's so many things, there's so many, there's going to be so many ways to make money in the next 10 or 20 years. And I, I don't, you know, it, yeah, it can be a dog or doggy world. But there's also so many other opportunities that you can take advantage of. And there's going to be so many doors opening. You can learn anything you want to for free. So if you're watching this and you're still looking for direction, there, mm -hmm. I mean, the world is literally at your feet. And the only thing stopping you from it is you. Yeah. And one thing to add to that, just look at your parents and ask yourself, okay, I want to be rich. Is Are your parents rich? Yeah. And if, if they're not... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's good to listen to your parents and yeah. always listen to your parents, but you also need to get an outside perspective where if someone's like wealthy, like you want to pick their brain and uh, get to know them and and just find out their process of how they got there, how they became a multimillionaire. If you want to become a multimillionaire, learn from a multimillionaire. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like you want to get expertise from people who have air, who have actual experience Expert, and ex are actually doing it yeah so. and i and, and it's a shame because i think obviously i think parents always mean well but mm -hmm. i think sometimes they can impress their um right like some of their so, fears or their stigma on the right. kids like this so whole, for example you have to go to college thing right so for example when i said i'm just jumping in real estate full-time so many people disagreed with me like really? a lot yeah because my wife's parents they were like I think you might just want to take it, you know, safe and mm -hmm. keep the keep the job at Verizon and then do part time and stuff like that. Like everybody was saying, hey, you don't know the future. But I was like, nah, I'm just going to yeah. go all out and do that. And I'm glad I did. But then they meant well because they were just worried yeah, about they're, me. Like they're concerned about no. you. Exactly. Yeah. So they they cared about me. But sometimes, you know, it, it's a it's a good thing that I didn't listen to them. And finally got here because they didn't want to see me hurt. But like I said, if you want to grow, you just got to take a risk and just go for it. Yeah. And I would also say you you can't really take too much stock in what other people think. Mm -hmm. That can also be kind of a, a downfall for you because if you're always looking for feedback from other people, I feel like sometimes friends and family, again, they mean well, but they're, they tend to like pick everything apart to death. And then... If you listen to them, you never end up doing anything because yeah. everyone's like, well, this will never work. This will never work. You should do this instead. And everybody wants to put their two cents in. And you have to really kind of discern whose opinion is worth listening to. Because I'm going to be honest, not everybody's opinion is valuable. Like yeah. if you're if you're talking to a broke person about money, they're probably not the one you want to be talking to about money. Like I wouldn't get diet advice from someone who was completely out of shape. Like, like there's just some things that, you know, sometimes I think we, we can take feedback, I think too personally or, or too seriously when you're like, why am I listening to this person? Like I had a friend and, um, she, she had a video blow up on YouTube and get like a lot of subscribers in a week. And a few months before that, she had a, an ex-colleague give her like totally rude, unsolicited feedback and tell her she was doing everything wrong. And the way she was doing things is what got her the viral video. And think about it, if she'd listened to that dude, like she wouldn't have gotten to where she is. But sometimes people just want to put in their, you know, put their nose in where maybe they shouldn't be. And 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 I would and it's and if you're a younger person, you're gonna get that a lot from yeah. people who are older than you. And sometimes you shouldn't always listen to them. Sometimes right. you should. But sometimes I, I would say you, you need to be careful about who you're listening to. Everybody becomes an expert. Yeah, everyone's, <laughs> yes, we've seen everyone oh on Facebook gosh. is an expert in everything, you know. Yeah. I don't know. So anyways, uh, so that is our talk about social media.
So there's a lot of ways you can make money on it. Oh, and the other thing I want to show you guys, um, there was an article that went around a while ago. And I, this is like the primo example of companies that, that don't get it. So there is a young man. And this story, this if you've seen this, you know, uh, you've already seen it. It was kind of a viral story. There was a young man who worked at a local Sherwin-Williams paint store. He was like a part-time, he was like going to school and he worked there part-time. So he grew the, uh, his paint, he had like a paint TikTok. He grew the account to 1.2 million followers and he, he was mixing paint. So he showed really cool ways to mix new shades and he was so creative with it. And he also reached out to Sherwin-Williams corporate with some marketing ideas. So Sherwin-Williams, instead of being like, wow, this guy is thinking out of the box. Look at what he's doing for our brand. Like, it's really hard to get a million followers on anything. And if someone's creating content that gets a lot of engagement about your stuff, you'd think you would be appreciative of it. But instead, Sherwin-Williams investigated him and fired him. And I just cannot believe this. So they they said he he was doing like gross misconduct and wasting properties and facilities, seriously embarrassing the company or its products. I mean, how embarrassing for Sherwin-Williams that your corporate executives like don't understand the value in this young man. So this guy, and also, by the way, he was not... Um, he was not using company property. He actually bought the paint for the videos himself with his own money. And I'm sure the story isn't busy all the time. So I'm I'm guessing he was probably doing this like when they didn't have customers or something like that. But I mean, what a miss. Like, this is such a PR embarrassment. I'm just like, what the heck, Sherwin-Williams? So this guy, you know, then he kept doing the account and now he's working for um, a company called Florida Paints. But I mean... Like, can you believe this, John? Like, what? Like, how stupid is this that this guy got fired because he he made a viral TikTok account about Sherwin-Williams? I would be thanking him. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, come join my team. Like, yeah, get maybe a million views for our company. Like, that's like, such great exposure. Yeah, wouldn't you maybe, like, promote, like, wouldn't you promote him into, like, corporate marketing or social media yeah, or something? Like, and not firing the kid? Well, I, you know, the world's weird. <laughs> yeah, I just think this makes, I think this makes Sherwin-Williams look so freaking bad. I'm just, like, I saw this a few months ago and I was like, I cannot believe this. Yeah. But but I will say this, that's kind of how corporate America is. So if you're working your first job or you're working, like, in social media for a brand, just know that a lot of these people are not really ready for new ideas yet. So you are going to run into a lot of this type of bureaucratic red tape wherever you work. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's why I like doing my own thing because I don't have to worry about, you know, yeah. some some executive telling me I, my idea sucks or something. So I don't know. Anyways, I just wanted to kind of end with that story because mm -hmm. it's just so crazy. And let me pull up his TikTok account. The account is great and he shows people a lot of different ways to make cool colors. And it's just, I mean, it's just insane that the company just did not, understand the value and and having an employee that has a million tiktok followers but hey you know sherwin williams your loss florida paints your gain so i think this kid lives in florida now too i don't know everybody's so, florida everybody's coming to florida <laughs> oh so. man okay so john you know i've kind of i don't even know if i have something for asian approved this week i don't have it on me. i don't have it on me but actually yeah, you know i, I think i do have something me. okay okay <laughs> So uh, I just got really tired. I'm, I, I have know. been awake since 5 a.m. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. So, yes, yeah, so you get up really early every day and I'm I get yeah. up like not early. Oh, and also, so John and I were talking earlier in the week, just kind of on a side note. And so you were up way late and then I got up really early the next morning because I was waiting for a furniture delivery. And you want to know what time. So, you know how you get a delivery and they give you like a window of like whatever time. They gave me the window of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you want to know what time they showed up? 6 p.m.? Yes! Yes, 6 p.m. Oh I got up God. at 9 a.m. to wait for the furniture. And normally I, I... All right, this is embarrassing, but I normally don't get up until like 10 or 11. I, 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 I go to bed really late. I'm not the 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. 
person like John is, maybe that that's probably why I'm not making six figures. I should. Yeah. Do you feel like if I got up at 5 a.m., I would make more no, money? No, it won't change a thing. It's it just okay. the way you, you're productive. <laughs> like, I just wake up just because I have a ton of stuff to do, just because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff came. And also, like, like I sleep. I go to bed really late too, like okay. 1 a.m., but I need to kind of change that. Do you feel like, um, can you are like, so you're getting like four to five hours of sleep. Like, can you run on that or do you feel? Yeah. Like yeah. More? I, as soon as I wake yeah. up, like I go to jujitsu class and okay. the, the amount of strength you need to exert is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm probably not going to start jujitsu, but maybe I could get up a little early. Maybe I could start getting up a little earlier at least. <laughs> Maybe Sometimes I'll try it's to do weird something. because you have more energy yeah. if you sleep less. So what's your secret to only getting like four? Like, how do you make it through the day? Uh, like, do you have there, a lot of there, coffee? Just one day, you just crash. You just completely okay. crash and you just can't wake up. You're going to pass yeah. out one day and then yeah. your wife just is going to find you on the floor. Once out of a, like once every week, someday you just like can't function. But. All right, so maybe maybe your Asian approved can be coffee this week. I don't know. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu? Jiu-jitsu. It's Jiu-jitsu. a great class. Okay. So yeah. that is Asian approved. How uh where do you go to jiu-jitsu class? It, it's it's near me. It's in the mornings, but it, it's Academy of Pensacola, so but it's, are it's there, been great. Are there belts in jiu-jitsu or like other levels? Yeah. Okay. What yeah. level are you? White belt. <laughs> White belt. I don't yeah. know anything about it. Is that good? It's the base. It's okay, the so base. that's like, yeah, but hey, you know, beginner. at least you have a belt. At least you have a belt. Yeah. I mean, I have no belt. I don't even know what jujitsu really mm-hmm. is. I think Joe Rogan does it, right? Yeah. Probably. He probably, I think he does jujitsu. Okay, so you're Asian. For, I would say it's jujitsu. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say this week, mine is probably Amazon subscribe and save. So what I do is everything I need... <laughs> Everything I kind of use a lot, I'll put on Amazon subscribe and save. You get like a discount. It comes to you automatically and you kind of don't have to think about it. So I feel like that allows you to be a little more productive because you're not like, oh my gosh, I need when I go to the store, I need to get this the next time. So I feel like that has made my life a little bit easier just by kind of autopiloting a lot of the necessities. Like I have toilet paper on subscribe and save. Lots of like random stuff, like kind of household stuff. So if you guys don't have Amazon subscribe and save, uh, you're missing out because it is the greatest, it is the greatest thing ever. And I get, uh, and I get my coffee on subscribe and save. So there's a lot of stuff uh, that you can get on subscribe and save and also save like, you can save like five to 15% and there's free shipping. So it's not a bad deal. And then you kind of don't have to worry about it. But yeah, guys, let us know below in the comments. If you make money through social media, what do you do and how, you know, how does it all work? You know, yeah, let let's us know. connect. Add yeah. us. Yeah, add We'd us on to... social. Add yeah, John. Be your John's, friend. Get, be John's like 1500th TikTok follower um, <laughs> and help help him get to like 100K on TikTok or something. That would be cool, right? 100K. Someday. And help think, us here. Help I us by subscribing to help. this channel. I think it's going to, I think it's going to work yeah. out. We'll see. We'll see so what we'll, happens in like six months. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch bit. We'll touch base mm-hmm. again and see how much business you get from TikTok or what yeah. all happens. Cause I feel, I do feel like TikTok is a promising platform. And mm-hmm. if there was two platforms I would focus on this year, um, it's definitely TikTok and YouTube. Those are the two. Like, I don't really care about the other ones. I'm just going to be honest. I post mm-hmm. to them. I don't really care about them. I'm just like kind of on there. So yeah. But guys, thank you for watching this episode of Asians with Money. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Help us out here. It helps with the algorithm. And leave us a comment. Let us know what you what you do online. And also, if you have any suggestions for future show topics, we are game. Absolutely. So, all right. So, John, are you going to go to bed early tonight? Or are you gonna yes, go- I'm actually okay. going to like try to make <laughs> things. But I have to finish this broker class so I, right. I have to get to that so so Ooh. you're so this is your next hustle you're becoming yeah. a broker becoming right. a broker big things are broker. happening so big things yeah and we'll yeah. be we'll definitely be talking about that in a future episode all yeah. right guys it's been real we'll see you guys next time and thank you for watching thank you guys